0: In San Francisco Bay Area, Jolos in L.A. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. That is
1: the worst joke I've
0: ever made.
1: We'll Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, Wait, this... Stop, stop, stop. 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 <laughs> Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I <laughs> went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey, Joey.
0: Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, hey, <laughs> <Hey, laughs> <Joey. laughs> <Hey, Hey>, Mike. <laughs> no one would ever go
1: to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase.
0: With All a right? dancing monkey? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Cut Go you to hell, Mike. Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up.
1: That's it. So... uh uh, you know, I'm uh, using this... Uh, it's been a little chilly here down in uh, Southern California. Oh, by the way, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, yes, that's that's what we do, Mike Laws. That's what we do every <laughs> single week. Uh, it's been chilly down here in uh, Southern California. Uh, a little bit of a cold snap. And uh, so I have a space heater that I've been using just so you know to heat up the whole house and everything. And yeah. I had it on today, and then I just left the room and forgot. And then I came in right now to record... And oh, uh, it's it, oh, it's so hot in here right now. It, I can't believe it's cold outside. Like if I walk outside it is 20 degrees colder than it is in here right now. Yeah. One, two. I love that you and I have done an entire episode of catching up before we recorded.
0: Yes, we did. <laughs> but it was all those weren't even like It
1: wasn't interesting. Yeah, it was. It was just like show logistics.
0: Yeah. Um, my, uh, best purchase of 2015 easily was my mattress pad, which I think we've talked about before. Yeah. It's but, heated. Correct. Yeah. I don't need to heat up my whole room or anything. i just heats my room, my little bed. And then I can, if it gets too hot, you turn it off or you can, you know, take the covers off and it's cool. It feels good. It, you, I don't know. I love it.
1: Since we're speaking about your living arrangements. Yeah. Uh, let's do a little show update. I don't know the answer to this. Has there been, have there been any developments with the peen dog?
0: No. In fact, just today there was more pee. Oh. I, I I think I need to talk to them and see what they suggest. My well, roommates. we
1: got some emails.
0: Yeah. I need to do something like that, but I also don't like, I don't want to put chemicals on the hardwood floor. I kind of want them to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to fuck up the floor and then either feel guilty or be on the hook for that.
1: Do you know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to let them kind of deal with that. I'm not feeling good, though. I have a oh, cold. No. Oh, no. Yeah, I think it's a cold. Um, I've been working just really hard. And um, last week I went to uh, – I was like in your backyard, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't even get to see you, My, which is kind of a common theme when I go to L.A. Yeah. When that, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's not my fault, though. I never go – I've never gone to LA just to hang out and have fun and not so- seen you. But what like,
1: the, f- the, but the best part of that is, though, you've gotten a little bit more savvy. But the first time you ever did this, you were like, oh, I can't hang out. And then it'd be, it was like, um, Mike Lawson's tour of LA. You're by the Hollywood sign. You're no. at, uh, the Hollywood wax museum. No, you're, <laughs> you're never, at I've never even Observatory.
0: been there. You're being, you're making this up. You're at the magic castle. I'm having drinks with your mom and dad Yeah, you're me I'm like, whoa, what? what? What?" Uh, I'm teaching SAT classes You're going taco tours Uh, This last trip though, man um, I was basically in Pomona for uh, an event And the event was 24 hours long And I certainly got like 20 minutes here and there To kind of, you know go to the coffee shop next door, grab a sandwich or something. But it was like that 20 – I knew that 20 minutes was happening like five minutes before I got to go. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't have a nice schedule where I could say like, Joe, why don't you come and we'll do lunch? Because I didn't know like when you got there if it would be two hours until I could actually eat something. So So how did you eat? Well, the, the event had food at it. So there was pretty much always food. So like I could grab something and eat something, Mm -hmm. but I, I function much better. My brain needs a break from people. So I took, um, everyone took their, uh, from my little team that I was on a team of three people, um, took breaks differently. Somebody needed to like go call family. Someone else needed to go to the gym, (laughs) And exercise. She traveled that far. I don't know. That was really weird to me. Um, and then I took mine just so I could go sit in a cafe and not talk to anyone. So just uh, was I was with basically the same three people for a long period. One woman in particular I was with for three days straight. Um, and and I don't want to get into like too much of the particulars of like the work we were doing. But uh, this one woman, she I didn't have a lot of experience uh, being around her and in my head i thought like i thought of her as co-worker and that was kind of it if that makes sense like yeah she's nice and we get along and all of that is fine but i never thought like we would be chummy and mm-hmm. after these three days she was we had so much fun together we were like cracking up and um just like she, her she kind of was very pessimistic And in this new job that I have, I've tried my hardest to not be negative um, because, like, I volunteer for everything. I'm, you know, somebody emails me a request at 9 p.m. I'm doing it at 9 p.m. because I want to be the new guy that is good at his job. Not, you know what I mean? And finally, for once, she was kind of like the complainer. And since we were on the same schedule, if she thought something was ridiculous, she would complain about it really loudly and that I benefited from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on our flight home, she told me, Joey, this is kind of weird. She said she has never had a gay friend before. Is that weird? In 2015? And she's like a couple years younger than me. Oh, she's younger. For some reason, I was imagining someone older than you. Yeah. If a 70-year-old lady tells me she's never met a gay guy, I would be like, hmm, who does your hair? You know what I mean? Like, you have, but you you don't know that they are. But And she also went to school in San Francisco.
1: Oh, that's really weird. Maybe she doesn't know she had a gay friend. Yeah, it was so weird. Um, Is she pretty or ugly? She's pretty. Hmm. Are you just saying that because you think she might listen to the show?
0: No, no. I actually hope she none of my work people ever find this. (laughs)
1: Uh, Because I was gonna, but that doesn't really mean anything because a pretty girl can uh, have gay friends um, because the gay men, you know. There are some gay men who like to be around beautiful women. Then there are ugly girls who will have gay friends because uh, they use gay men as emotional substitutes uh, because they can't get a man for themselves. And
0: and everywhere in between. There's certainly gay women that use uh, an emotional relationship with a gay man to fill some sort of void too. Um, But I, I think what's even more interesting is I work for a pretty political place. So I know that she's progressive do you know what i mean it's not like oh she's one of like a really religious person that uh, feels that gayness is like morally wrong or something do you know what i mean yeah it's weird um but then um that's pretty much my first story <laughs> it's kind of boring mm-hmm. uh, i just have been working so much that that's kind of i mean my one of my stories has to be about work cuz it's all i've been doing feels like yeah. Um, what about you? Have you been working?
1: I did. I worked yesterday. We'll talk about that in a second. But I want to tell you, have you heard of a video game?
0: <laughs> you have to go in chronological order. I have here. to go in
1: chronological order. Because <laughs> that
0: was an easy segue to your second story that you refused to do first. <laughs> no, because I do it in chronological order. You're right.
1: I'm. Ve- this is very methodical. Just okay. the way that I... I'm, Mike, you deny this... Uh-huh. But I, have, I haven't I have done a study. Maybe one of our big fans will do a study. You know all the huge fans that we have. One yeah. of our huge fans will do the study. It, did, it wouldn't take a lot of work because it's the first part of the show. But I am convinced you have a journal somewhere where you log who told the story first. What and you then mean- you alternate it every week.
0: Oh, you think so? No. Yeah. I don't. I really don't.
1: Yeah, or that you listen, or before we record, you're like, okay, who told the first story last week? All right. Oh, I weird. did. So next week, just this, this week, Joe goes. Anyway. If that
0: really happens, like alternating, that's totally just a, a coincidence, I guess. I don't know. That, like, it's not intentional. Um, weird. Okay. Go on. Anyway, so uh,
1: have you ever heard of this video game called Rinse?
0: And repeat. No, is it a cell phone video game or is it? You know, no, it's like- a video
1: game for your computer. Uh, I don't want to. Sp- don't look it up right now. I don't want to oh. spoil it. I don't spoil okay. it. Okay. Well, I
0: was looking it up, so I'll stop. Okay,
1: rinse and repeat is a video game where you. It's a first person, so everything you see is through your eyes. Okay, but you're in a shower at a gym. Okay, oh. and then. All of a sudden, when you first play it, it's when you first play it, this happened. There's, there's a weird development, though, that's important to this story. Uh, but when you first play it, you're in a shower at a gym, you're looking around, it's a, an empty shower at a gym. And then all of a sudden, these naked men oh. start walking into the gym, I mean, to the showers. Yeah. Are and they then hot? you can't really tell, they're very nondescript. But then this music comes on and this really hot. Uh, naked guy comes and showers right next to you. Okay. okay. And, and then the, what the game is, is he asks you to, um, rub him down, like help him shower on certain parts of his body. And then he rates you when you're done. So he's like, Hey man, can you get my abs? And then after you do his abs for a certain amount of time, then he rates you. And then you think okay. you're going to collect stars. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: So then he leaves. Okay? you On the first time, you never get super far with him. Okay? Here's where the game gets interesting. Is then he leaves, and then a timer comes on. And it tells you that's how much time it is before this guy's going to come back in the gym. You can't just play the game all the time. You have to wait until this designated time when he's going to be back. And that's the only time he's going to be back. Okay. Okay? And so for a long time, I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to play that. But then in the past couple weeks... I, I was just well, here's what happened. So after Thanksgiving, I was hanging out with friends of the show Paul and his partner John. Mm-hmm. And we went to we just were watching movies and eating, and I just spent an incredible amount of money, right? Nothing yeah. crazy, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the money spending, I'm gonna pull it back for the week. Okay. Sure. So I intentionally just stayed in the whole week last uh-huh. week. Uh-huh. Okay. Um but that made me seem like, you well, know, what do I have to do now? Oh, I guess I'll just play this video game, right? Okay. And so what I started doing is I would note the time that he was going to be back, and then I'd put a reminder in my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd put a reminder in my phone. The
0: the uh, Oh, I'm sorry. It's on a computer, you said? It's on a computer. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I put a reminder in my phone. to give me a 15-minute warning that I had to play the game, right? Yeah. So I started doing that. And i be like, oh my god, it's three o'clock. Uh, he's gonna come in the shower. And then like five minutes, two minutes before, I I turned the computer game on, and sure enough, he would come in. But here's the deal: is I was, you know, I have a, a laptop, and I was using the the mouse trackpad,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And I was getting nowhere. He he would leave after like two or three pieces of body because he'd be like, oh, you're the worst. Later, <laughs> dude, right? Yeah. And i was like, fuck, I'm not getting anywhere. So I actually got a mouse. I didn't buy one. I just I just dug up <laughs> a, an old mouse somewhere. <laughs> Uh-huh. So anyway, but that's for, that's a story for today. Okay. But the point is on Saturday or Sunday, Sunday, actually, uh, I had an appointment with this guy from Rinse and Repeat at 3 p.m. I needed to be home by 3 p.m. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it like hours in between or?
1: Oh, uh, sometimes,
0: sometimes it's days. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's mostly about a day apart. But uh, uh, between Wednesday and Friday, it's, like, over two days. Okay. Okay. And so he was going to – I'm sorry. This was Saturday. Saturday, he was going to be there at 3 p.m. So okay. I was like, oh, I got to be back. by. Th-. But then a uh, friend of the show, Paul, called me at about 9 a.m., 10 a.m. He goes, hey, do you want to go to brunch? And I was like, yeah, but I got to be back by 3. And he was like, why? Joe. Joe. And I, you have like, real
0: uh, friends that are wanting to hang out with you.
1: I go, I got to be back by three. Cause I got to go a fake rub down to a fake hot guy in a shower. Yeah. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I go, it's a long story. So we go to brunch. And the point is, so there is a very famous chef. Maybe you've heard of him. I know sometimes you watch these cooking shows called Ludo Lefebvre. You ever heard of him? Mm,
0: no, no.
1: He was on Top Chef. He's been on a bunch of TV shows. Uh, very famous uh, food personality chef, right? and he has but he's an LA based uh chef and he has these restaurants. After Thanksgiving we went to his uh more casual French place called Petit Toi. Okay. F- fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So we were going this time to his new restaurant Trois Familia, which is a French Mexican brunch place fusion. Oh, okay.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Super hipster. It's like in Silver Lake yeah. and the super hip. It was crazy hipster when we went, right? But it's one of these places where you probably know this being in the Bay Area. I, I could see a place like this being a big hit in the Bay Area. But it's like super tiny and yeah. like and like there's like seventies music playing, you know. But there's a sign outside, a clipboard, and it says, uh, you know, sign you have to sign up. There's no reservations. You sign up and then they just call you like they would at Denny's. Okay? Yeah. And then but it says everybody in your party has to be here. Sure. So I was with Paul. And bo- his boyfriend John. So as right. we're walking down to Twa Família, we pass by like a an antique store. And he goes, "I'm gonna go in here, guys." Uh, so we were just like, "Okay, g- go with there, but please buy." Right. So we sign up. I would say it was like a half hour wait. And John would come in and check in with us. He was like, "Guys, guys, they have Barbie playing cards there." They're just like scattered together in a box. I bet you if all three of us went in there, we could put a whole set together. What? And I was like, well, have fun doing that. I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. going to go put a Barbie playing card <laughs> yeah. set together. Right. He goes, ugh. Okay. No, like trading cards, not playing cards. I'm sorry. Barbie like tops trading card, like baseball cards. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm like, bye. See you later, queen. Go mm-hmm. do your thing. Right. Well, they finally go, Paul, party of three.
0: And he's gone.
1: And he's not there, but but then I, Paul says, "You know what? My boyfriend is two doors down." I go, "I'm gonna go get him." So I go, and there's sure enough, there's John, like sorting through um, baseball, Barbie baseball cards, right? And I go, "Hey, John, we're up," and he goes, "Okay." And then I stare at him, and he just keeps sorting through the cards,
0: right? Uh, yeah. He's like a child. He really is.
1: So then I go back. I go, hey, Paul, uh, John, I told him he's not doing anything. So now the guy's waiting there for us. Wait, there's, and there's like, Mike, it's packed. There's yeah. all these hipsters waiting to get this spot, right? So then uh, Paul goes, oh, you know what I Let me go do this.
0: So then Paul I would have given up, your table away already. Like the if they haven't, they're being nice to you.
1: I know. Paul walks over and, and then yeah, I see him like, them, like in a heated discussion. Yeah. And then Paul he walks starts back.
0: counting one, <laughs> two, I know.
1: I'm being serious. <laughs> and then Paul uh, walks back and Paul's like, "He, I don't know. Finally, right before the guy was going to give our seat away, uh, John strolls up. Right? So yeah. then we have, uh, uh, this brunch, which was phenomenal. Right. And familia
0: hmm Did, uh, John order like chicken nuggets or something? You know what
1: I found out? I still find this hard to believe that John's not a picky eater, but I've been with him. He won't eat spicy food. Yeah. He told me on the way over to the place that he doesn't like omelets, right? Okay. Yeah. So, but he says he's not a picky eater, and I will say he wasn't picky. He ate everything that was okay. there, but this is brunch food. It's hard to be a picky eater with brunch True. food. True. Yeah. And you know, It's like hash browns and eggs. It's what is really um,
0: a French-Mexican fusion? Like, What are they serving you guys?
1: So, what uh I'll tell you what we ordered. We had a duck confit, okay. which actually was more Vietnamese flavoring, but yeah. whatever. It was good. Then we had a hash brown list. I don't know what was French about that. Then we had um, mole Are grits. Are hash
0: browns French? Maybe?
1: No. I think – you know what I think it is? I think they're just trying to put a spin on it. I'm sure there was some French shit on there. That we didn't really order French shit. They yeah. had a really nice take on like – you know the double-decker taco from Taco Bell? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a really upscale um, gourmet version of that. That was really good. So uh, there wasn't anything in particular, it was more like gourmet Mexican brunch, when I guess a better way to put it in it, but they, they they sell it like it's French slash Mexican fusion brunch. I'm yeah. sure you know what, we didn't order everything on the menu though, so right. even though the the waiter did say like, well maybe you we can come back and order the other half of the menu. And I was like, Oh. Well, we did order a lot of stuff. So um, <laughs> Super di- we, what we, we, a dick. Hey, I know we ran up this big bill for him, and tip. Yeah. Well, also at, at the at the Ludo Lefebvre restaurant, they you, the tip's always included, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a, we don't. So he's already getting a tip, right? It's right. probably why he's such a dick. Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, we just ran up a big bill with a tip that's included, and he's like, maybe you can order the net other half of the menu.
0: But I feel like maybe, um, like diner waiter waitress, like sassiness that could almost be a joke do you know what I mean like when they take your empty plate and they're like oh you didn't like it or yeah he was um, a, he was a hot Asian like
1: hipster that. guy so I, I he gets a pass okay he's really cute actually we talked about that so anyway which you know if it would have been some ugly lady would be like oh, that fucking bitch <laughs> what's
0: <Where's> the manager <laughs> excuse me excuse me <laughs>
1: we are not manager? for this after this woman looked nation. me in the eyes uh-huh <laughs> Well, I don't like it. I didn't come here to be looked at in the eyes. Anyway, um so then we leave and we're like, "Oh, I'm like, oh, what a good brunch." And I go, "Where's John?" And uh Paul goes, "He went to the 99 cent store to look for toys."
0: Wait, and I was like, did he get the trading cards?
1: No, he decided to skip it cuz he could find them for what he, after all this, he realized he went on eBay. When we were in the restaurant and he could buy the whole set complete for cheaper than it would have been just to buy them individually uh, at this other place. Okay. There you go. So he goes, uh, Paul says, let's go get the car because we had to park far away. So I go, okay, we'll go get the car, which by the way, we parked on top of a hill. I didn't realize on the way back after having eaten brunch, I was almost dead. Yeah. And I do this thing now where I pretend like I'm like I'm so over the top gasping and wheezing. I'm thinking they'll think, oh, you know, Joe's joking. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was like legitimately gasping and wheezing.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: (laughs) But I make it over the top like I'm joking, like I'm like Fred Sanford having a heart attack. But
0: meanwhile, that's making you take like deeper breaths and pant more, and you're probably getting more out of breath just because of your joke. (laughs) Maybe.
1: So, it's kind of like, did you hear about that shooting at that art show in Florida, and people thought it was performance art, so they didn't do anything? No, No, the stabbing. It was a stabbing. Some guy just stabbed some woman, and people didn't do anything because they thought it was like a performance (laughs) art piece. So, I I could have been having a real heart attack, and and Paul was like, oh, look at Joe being hilarious, dying. So, anyway, uh, we get to the car. We drive it back down, and John is standing in the corner. Mike. Bags and bags of toys. Jesus Christ. He's like, oh, the, the deals were so
0: good. what well, was the 99 cent store. It wasn't like yeah. my, an expensive place. They were, I don't know why they called the 99 cent store. I think it was like
1: $5. Oh, really? Yeah, because then he goes, I don't know why you're not buying this for you, these toys for your nieces. They're good deals. So I actually went back and bought the toys for my nieces. They were good deals. What
0: does deals. he do with them? Like, does he play with them or does he just display them in... I think everything happened with it, Mike. I don't.
1: I don't think we've discussed this on the show, but because it was on the on the episode that uh, friend of the Joe Daniel Brewer uh, bought. But um, uh, John is a doll collector. He right. collects action figures and dolls. Yeah. yeah, an avid doll and action figure collector. So anyway, uh, we uh, we pick him up and then. Next thing I know, we're driving to a puppet show. (laughs) And I was in the whole time. I'm going to
0: miss my um, shower appointment. Shower buddy.
1: Yeah, my shower buddy with this thing. So I'll be honest with you. I missed my appointment with the shower buddy. (gasps) Uh Yeah. But but I had the appointment today. So I, I set my timer for today. Okay. Okay. So. I, we go to the puppet show, and then we hung out. and Then we saw that we saw that movie Krampus, which I, I'm am this I know it's not a movie review podcast. People, please yeah. don't see this movie. Really? Thank you. Ugh, I was so angry in this movie. It wasn't even that it was a bad movie. In fact, the potential of the movie made me angry. How good it could have been. Anyway, so then I go home. Let me tell you. So then today, I put my timer in. I saw my boyfriend at the gym at the three
0: p.m. today. Huh? Okay. Was he mad at you that you missed him?
1: No, he never comments. So then he was like, oh, hey, bro, can you help me out? Right? Yeah. So I had never seen – so now I had the mouse. I went and dug up a mouse oh, and everything yeah. like that, right? So I had a mouse connected. I did so well in this game, right? I rubbed this guy in all the right places. Okay. okay? Does, oh, does he, he like, was, react? Does he, like no, – Oh, yeah. He's like, or... oh, fuck, yeah. If you're doing a good job, he's like, fuck, yeah, bro. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's like that, right, But if you like hey, slow your roll, bro, you know if you know oh, you go, can't
0: go too fast either,
1: can't go fast, can not go too slow, that's the game uh-huh. of it, like you have to go the right pace, so weird, huh? yeah,
0: so Wait, then, and you get right? like points, you're racking up points, is that the reason you so then when you're done with the body
1: part, he will go. That was good, man. Or he might say like, uh, better luck next time or something like that, right? And then you'll get like a percentage will go on his face of how good you did. Uh-huh. And if it, if the percentage is good, then you get a yellow star. If it's a bad, if it's bad, right? Um, you get a red star. And I think if you get too many red stars, he just takes off. He's like, Oh, I gotta go and leaves, yeah. right? Sure. And there's like five stars total, five or six stars total. I'd never made it past four. Mike. Today I made it to the end and actually happened today because I have friends who want to see this video, what, the uh-huh. game. I learned how to record my screen and sound. Okay. Uh, and so I have a recording of this. And so I recorded here. I got to all the way to the end, right? Uh-huh. So at the very end, uh, he goes, hey, dude, can you rub my face? Right? And so then you put your hand
0: has he ever done the face before? No,
1: no, it's okay. the last one, and this the last one. So you put your hand on his face, and as you do, the music intensifies, and it like becomes like you guys are like super connected, and you're okay. in love, right? <laughs> this is and so then he, weird. Um, and then he's all like, "Oh yeah, well, I've been waiting for someone like you my whole life," and it's like, it's like it's like super intense, right? It
0: sounds very Japanese to me.
1: No, no, the guy. Well, I think the guy who invented is Asian, but I think he's American, though. Okay. Um, so then he goes – Uh. it just it goes for a long time. And, and then it gets actually kind of weird because then there's hands all over oh, his then face. Then it gets weird. Then yeah. it gets weird. Yeah. And then it, there's hands all over the place, right? But then this is – here's the thing. This is where it gets super weird. He goes – Uh. all of a sudden, he just goes, Um. I'm not comfortable with this dude or something like that, right? He stops, <laughs> right? As soon as you take his glasses off. And then your character freaks the fuck out and starts attacking him. What? Yeah, starts like slapping him in the face, and water's gone all over the place. And he's just like, oh, oh, oh. And you like start attacking him violently, right? Okay. okay. And then it just stops, and he goes, uh, I don't think we can do this anymore. And he leaves, and that's the end of the game. What? Yeah, so I looked it up online, right? Because I was like, did I do something wrong? Maybe there's a happy ending? But no, what it turns out is this video game is kind of like a, a work of art, I guess. Or like a, a statement, like an art and writing trying to get a statement. And and the video game designer talks about this, about how he was playing. He's gay. He was playing with um, homoeroticism and how, like, because I guess if you look, down, I didn't look that carefully at myself, but I guess your character isn't that good looking. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh I don't know, I-, I saved the article, I can send it to you, but basically it's making a statement about uh basically how straight men use gay men for their purposes. Mm-hmm. But then when they're done with them, they just toss them aside and how this gay character, when the straight guy does that to him, uh reacts violently to that.
0: So weird.
1: Yeah, I have the video. I'll send you the video. Okay. Maybe you can post it. Even though the okay. game is kind of long, if you guys just want to see the end, just jump to the last minute of the of the game.
0: Would you suggest people listening right now go out and play the game?
1: Yeah, so the game is free to download. There is a suggested $5 donation to the game designer, but you don't have to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is a suggested $5 donation for the game, but it's free.
0: Okay, but you suggest people try it. You, now yeah, it's 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 kind of funny. It. Yeah, it's a funny game. Okay. <laughs> Sounds weird.
1: If, right? if you don't want to play, don't play. Just watch the video of my, yeah. uh, my already, interaction with I've him. i kind
0: of Googled some some screen grabs to kind of see what you were talking about. Well, after yeah. you got to the, the end of the story. So,
1: yeah. It's
0: weird. So, anyway, what else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, Joey, listen to this. I, um, right uh, before I quit my last job, you and I were talking about how I wanted to start doing more freelance graphic design work and all of that. Remember this? Yeah. And I had, um, basically, when it rains it pours, I got, I focused on it, the universe brought it together for me, and I got a lot of good work coming my way. And with the start of this new job, I just have no time to do a lot of that. Um so basically 50% of it I'm going to complete because the timeline works with the schedule that I currently hold. Uh, but 50% of it well one job in particular I want to talk about. Um she, from the beginning it was kind of problematic um and I knew it was going to be a uh, a problem. Uh she was a, she is a, a an older client who had a lot of like um, strong opinions about what she wanted Mm -hmm. but at the same time very frequently was like i value your creativity i want to see what you come up with
1: oh yeah and Mm
0: -hmm. and just there were a lot of little red flags anyone who does graphic design probably would kind of understand what i'm saying with the red flags like it wasn't easy to nail down what she wanted but at the same time it was very obvious that she had strong opinions she just wasn't expressing them so i knew that was going to be a tough job to kind of get to the end of i did a good 30 percent of the work um there was a long process it was like a rebranding of this organization and um so there was a brand book and uh that sort of thing that went into it and i did all of that but then I decided, you know what? I'm just too busy. I'm not going to be able to hit this. Plus, she's not a peach to work with. So um, I emailed her and I was like, hey, started this new job. Um, time. I'm just not going to be able to hit the timeline like I thought. Uh, one option is we can try to do this again in the new year. Or the second option is I can give you what I've done so far, which, like I said, was about 30%. I could give it to you for free, and you could take that to another designer, and you'll already be able be starting at a good place with a new designer because I've done so much of the groundwork, right? Your hmm. choice, one or the other. Yeah. And uh, she said, well, I can't wait till the new year. I need it done sooner. So uh, I'm going to try to find somebody else. Do you know of anybody? And I said, oh, I know. I, oh, she said, do you know of anybody who has – who's in the diabetes space specifically? This is a diabetes nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I actually have a buddy who does graphic design work or uh, web design work. Um, he, I've used him in the past for uh, jobs. Like we've worked together on stuff and here's his information, right? Sure. And weeks go by, I hear nothing. So I just kind of, to be completely honest, didn't even think about them once. Uh, and then out of the blue, I got a Facebook message from the buddy, Chris, and he's like, Hey, I got, uh, thank you so much for hooking me up with, uh, that woman. Uh, I'm going to leave her name out of it, but thank you for hooking me up with that woman. Um, to be, uh, I know his kind of personal situation. He has a brand new baby and he's been trying to do graphic design full time, which is hard. So he was like, I really needed this money, this holiday season. This is coming at the perfect time, blah, blah, blah. Thanks again, whatever, right? All right. Um, and I say you're welcome. And 24 hours later, Joey, like oh, a day man. later, no joke, I get an email from the woman, and she was like, hey, is there any chance you could uh, still do this job for me? I've been talking with uh, Chris, and I think that he's really good – um, with the technical side of stuff, but I don't know that he has the kind of creativity that we're looking for. Um, so, would you, is there any chance you would be able to do it? We'll even wait until the new year if that's what you have to do, right? But okay. Joey, he he emailed me. I mean, he messaged me, and he was like happy that he got the job. He told me he was happy he got the job, but then she's still shopping around. It looks like, yeah. So that's just weird. And so I was kind of like, I haven't messaged him at all yet to say anything. I actually haven't messaged her back either. And it's been almost maybe a little under a week, but, um, I I don't know. I just feel like really in a predicament. Like I, I don't want to do her job. So I just want to kind of be like, no, do go do your own thing. But I feel like I'm burning a bridge and I don't have a lot of stories. So this is one of my stories for this week. (laughs)
1: So are you in a dilemma? You don't know what to do. I mean, I think you should tell your friend, "Hey, this is the situation." She's
0: still shopping around.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you can tell him. I don't know if she's going to not go with you, but this I just want you to know this happened so you can be prepared.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I just feel I just wonder if I say nothing to him, and but I do tell her, like, no, you know what? I'm not. Um, because you said you were going with Chris, I've kind of already. Filled up my time at the beginning of the year, too. It probably will be even later than that. So your best bet is to just go with him. And then let yeah, it I think it that's a good answer. Itself. I like that answer. Let it resolve itself. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I put that on here because I thought it was a better. It's like the best stories that have happened to me this week.
1: Like, been- I'm, I was in the same boat. I was scratching the bottom of the proverbial barrel for stories this week. Yeah. Anyway, this week, you- Mike,
0: <laughs> Uh
1: huh. Um, you know, I had that SAT project for this company, which actually your story is a good transition because I sort of feel I had a similar experience with them where they basically contracted my work. Yeah. And then we haven't talked about it. We did talk about it in the show, but I took it out one week where they then put someone over me who was a nightmare, yeah. right? Oh, Absolute yeah. you nightmare. edited.
0: The- I forgot you even edited that out. Yeah, like, I did. I forget. All of the things that you talk about, you know oh, what that's I mean? like, awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so I remember you telling that story, but I guess I never heard it on I, an actual uh,
1: Well, video. because, you know, I remember that show, that episode being really, really long. It was like oh, an wow. hour 25 or something. And I'm like, we can't do an hour 25 episode. And I go, and that story was really, it was like a definite sagging place in the yeah. show. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Cause I was just like, oh, it was just me bitching about my a person. Tell me what to yeah. do,
0: you know? And if somebody wants to hear that, they could listen to any other episode we've done.
1: Yeah. So anyway, uh, but now, you know, that sort of result, I finally got the project done. But now they also hired me separately to train their teachers. And that's been actually completely fine. But yeah. I know what you mean during the process when we were coming up with the um, curriculum is – it was the same thing. They wanted something, but they didn't know what they wanted. And they were like, We're you know, we know you're the person and we are totally behind you. And then they you're go, the we don't expert. like this. Yeah. Well, what's funny is they don't know this, but I know this, that um, they had a curriculum beforehand and it was awful. It was uh-huh. awful. It was a joke. That's why they brought me on board, you know? Right, right. So, like, what I gave them is a gajillion times, I mean even if there was problems with it it was a, a tr- it was like they had a restaurant and they were serving vomit on a plate yeah and i just gave them even the worst case scenario a decent Multi-right. plate of food yeah and they were like mm. yeah and you're like oh really okay so anyway without getting into details in their so-
0: defense in their defense which is I, what i know what you're looking for is me to defend them but like they are paying for you know what I mean? Like, something good. Like, they have the right to say, like, hmm, can you do this part, try this part a little bit different or something.
1: No, I understand that. I mean, we we, are we could. do you really want to get in the weeds of this? Uh, I don't care. You know, actually, friend of the Joe, Daniel Brewer, was with me when I was in the real just fucking thick of it. I feel badly because, you know, he was here to enjoy LA and he would see me. Like, I would spend the morning only working on it. And... Uh, and well, during the morning, I'll be working. I'll be so frustrated in front of him. And, and, uh, he talked about an experience where, uh, he, you know, cause he works in, uh, in, in computers. Mm-hmm. You know, and somebody wanted him to give him, for some reason, I'm just using, I might, I'm trying to remember this story, but like a green button. And he was telling this guy all the reasons why he, he should not have a green button and how this would not work and that the green button was wrong and his expertise, the green button was wrong. And they went back and forth and they fought and they fought and they fought. And then at a certain point, he was like, let's give the guy the fucking green button. Yeah. You know, and that's sort of what it turned out with this. Uh, project I worked on was I was telling them like, no, what you're doing, that doesn't make any sense. That <laughs> like they were asking for things that made no sense. Not, I yeah. wouldn't like what they want, but it made no sense. And so, but at a certain point, you just go like, you just give up. Yeah. You're just like, okay, you want, all right, this is what you want. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, anyway, my, that part's done. Go ahead. My
0: experience in those situations that when I get really frustrated is when they have that feedback, like, mm, this, let's say, green button this green button isn't right and I'm like oh okay well what do you want then because that was you know what I thought was right and they they say oh well you're the expert I'm like oh, yes yes this yes the expert yes. green button so
1: yes this, that Mike you literally encapsulated everything that, yes you're right it's frustrating part to also uh, during uh, one of the weekends uh, the person who was overseeing me uh Called me and they wanted things a certain way, you know the green button. Yeah. And because I wasn't giving them the green button the way they wanted to. By the way, she's about ten years younger than I am. Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe even more. Maybe like fifteen years younger than you, right? Doesn't make her
0: incompetent, but
1: I'm not saying makes her incompetent. I'm not finished with the story. Yeah. Then she goes, okay, so um, let me uh, let me run through this again. So you're gonna have the green button ready for us on Monday, right? And I go, yeah. No, no, Joe. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to repeat after me. I am Shut going up. to have. No. Shut Yes. Up. Shut up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am going to have no. the green button for you on Monday. Repeat after me. I want you to repeat after me and say that. And I was like, fuck this bitch Seriously. and fuck this company I'm gonna f- get the fucking check. So they had actually contracted me to do another project. Yeah. At the training, they said, "Oh, why don't you hold off on that project?" There now, there are legitimate reasons why they want me to hold off. Yeah. Right. But I'm thinking maybe they also don't want to work with me now. Right. Okay. It's one of the things where I'm actually fine if they or if they decide to go somewhere else. Bye. Say la vie. Say la vie. Like I'm gonna miss the dough, but. Say la vie. But look, if they if they say we'll do it, then we'll do it. Okay? Then we'll do it. But if not, I'm um, trust me, I, I don't I don't need I came very close to having a stroke. Anyway, yeah. but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I'm training for them now, right? Okay. I have one more day left. But yesterday was the first day of the second training.
0: Okay, a whole new batch of people.
1: First training went very well, they were super happy.
0: What type of person is in these trainings? Like what? It's very what good that you hiring? say that. It's it's very good that you said.
1: That. I will give them this. Okay, they're hiring a lot of teachers and um for a very big project that they're doing. Okay. Okay. SAT teachers. From what I will give them is they have a very very diverse group of people. I like that, which you know, if having worked in this, is tough to do in this space. Yeah. Because usually it's all white college kids. Right. Maybe some Asian college kids, maybe some uh, Middle Eastern college kids, but mm-hmm. a lot – very few Hispanics, very few Latinos. Yeah. And that's sort of the point of the story. So well, I used to hire in this space and, dude, if an African-American or a Latino came in, oh my god, I was rooting for them so hard in the interview – Cause Dang. it's almost like you really, oh, you want to go like, oh, look, you know, look, oh, we have all these Latinos. So I'll give them this. They did a really good job hiring a lot of Latinos and a lot of African Americans, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, most of them went into the math. I was only training the verbal. So in my verbal class, it was all white people, all Asian people, but I had an older black woman,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, an older Latino man. And another and another an older um Middle Eastern man. Okay. Right? Everybody else was younger and white and Asian. I was rooting for these three people so hard. Right? I was like, yes. Right? I have to say, I was really worried because when I train, I need to have at least one hot person in the room. And I just can't, <laughs> or you I can't, or, yeah, I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Thank God there was one guy who was hot. Okay. The other person training. Oh my God. She had the hottest fucking people in her room. Oh my God. It was insane. The hot people in her room. I was so jealous. Right. But I look, I got one hot guy. Okay. Anyway, so I'm training Mike. I'm, and I'm, and I'm trying to say this in a way that's sort of nice. Okay. They might be illiterate.
0: Wait, really illiterate? Or are like, you're being li-
1: you're no, like no people? like literally illiterate. Which is my new podcast by the way, Literally you're Illiterate.
0: You're training them to teach children to uh, take the SAT verbal. Yeah. And you you honestly believe they cannot read.
1: <laughs> yes, I honestly my uh, I had a conversation after the class with cousin of the show Uh Uh, Richard. He's a week younger than me and Gay. Uh And we were actually, I was so tired, I was just laughing to where tears were coming down my face, but yes, because I was telling the different stories. I believe that at least two of the three people...
0: Why do you say that?
1: Because I would call on them, because you know, so when we do a training, a lot of it, they are uh, playing the role of students. And so I'm teaching the class to them as if they were students, and so I would call on them the way you would call on a student. Right. Okay. And when I would do that, they would give me the answer. And so uh, the older uh, African-American woman, she would do a thing that like kids do where she would hold the book. up When I'd say like, oh, um, I don't want to say her name. Um, Denise, um, Denise, can you read your sentence that you wrote for the essay? Um, yeah. And then she like hold her book up so I couldn't see. And she would, like, stare at it and squint her eyes and be like, um, I can't read my own writing. And I'd be like, what? Yeah, I, I wrote too messy. I can't read what I wrote. I go, well, okay, well, well let's give me a summary. You, you, just, you just wrote it. Yeah, you remember yeah, five minutes ago, right? You can make up some of the words, make out some of the words, right? Um, no, I can't. And I'd be like, okay, right? And then, uh, and then with the Mexican guy, like on the reading comprehension. So there's a part. Oh no, no, this is the essay. On the essay, I would say, "Hey, uh, so you needed to, to cite a, a part of the passage, and then you need to analyze it, right?" But I made a and say, "Like, look, do not just do a list of citations of here. Go to this quote. Go to this quote. Go to this quote. You need to give me a quote, and then analyze that quote and its role in the passage." Okay. Yeah. I um, I almost said his name. Um, Luis, can you do me a favor? Can you read me your paragraph? He'd be like, okay. Uh, in paragraph seven, uh, Franklin Roosevelt's talking about uh, how he sank a ship. In uh, the next line, he's like, uh, talks about Pearl Harbor. In the next line after that, he says, uh, he uses words like explode and uh, uh, Fantastic. And then he ends the paragraph and he says about how America's great. That's what I got. So,
0: Joe, you – in your vast – many years of experience, you're a very old and experienced man at this, in this business. Like have you ever come across a situation like this before? Like is – do you think that this is funny for you and it is kind of like the sore thumb because – There's two people in one class that are like this, and maybe you've seen this plenty of times, but it's like one person here and there.
1: The sad news is that I have done this for so long and trained so many teachers, I don't know the answer to your question. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But what's funny – what was funny though and is that – they have to go and, and train, you know, I'll, I'll say this. And most of the trainings that I've done, they've been very extended trainings. This company doesn't want to pay for extended trainings. It's, it's literally a two day, six hour a day training. It's 12 hours, which is about half of at the bare minimum I would usually ask for. Yeah. So what's funny about this is, uh, like we'll find out next week. Now, look, a lot can happen in a week there. I will say I've created in part of the, my deal for the curriculum. I've created a lot of supplementary material so that if they're actually good students they, they can, do, can read yeah. through it and study it and be ready and totally prepped for next week right yeah but if they're but, good
0: students they can just buy a fucking book and not get taken by this company too um do you know what i mean but hello well i don't know but they're not they're, they're going to be teachers no but you said you said you created so much material no no no, that no. The, students... no the
1: material is for the teachers So there's so much supplementary material for the teachers that they – in other words, like we – for instance, we recorded the training lecture yesterday. So everything that I said to them, they have access to – as of today, it's already all done – to the MP3 recording of that training lecture. Also, the entire lecture is typed out. Also, there is another MP3 where I – talk them through almost like training notes. I mean, they have so much supplementary material for every lecture that if they actually use it, then they'll be in a really good place.
0: When you and I worked for a test prep company together, the way they did training was you would go through, I mean, I would say it was like weeks of training, right? Two Mm -hmm. weeks, one week. I don't know. It was like three or four. It was a long training. And then after the training, you maybe don't have a job. Like, (laughs)
1: Well, these people will have a job, yes.
0: So these people are hired and they have a job regardless Mm -hmm. of how they do in the training, is what Mm -hmm. you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, 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 no. If they don't pass the training, then they're not going to have a job. Oh, so there is like a pass or fail in the training.
1: I mean, yes. It it, it has to be very extreme, but, you know, these two or three people are are approaching that extreme.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That'll be fun.
1: Oh, it's going to be a blast. (laughs) <laughs> because, look, I am I still am rooting for them next week.
0: Yeah. I still want them to win. We're almost at an hour, Joe, and we haven't done news stories. Should we do news stories? I'm going to pick my favorite and you pick your favorite <laughs> out of the two.
1: I love how I'm still going to – so last week we only did two news stories, and I go, you know what? I'll do that second news story. <laughs> you know, I'll give you the choice. You know what? I'm going to give you the choice today. Okay, I'll, and I'll... I'm
0: going to give you a choice. Okay, I like it. So choice number one. Um, SFPD shoots a guy caught on video, um, choice number two, uh, most Instagram place in the world, San Francisco 10, top 10. I'm going to go with the first one. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Not where I thought you would go. I know, but there's a reason why.
0: Uh, San Francisco's police chief is defending the actions of his department after a fatal shooting by officers this past Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it was caught on video. You can see it on Instagram. Um, it's pretty disgusting. Have you watched the video? Have you? Have this you seen the one this where the all?
1: guy is all those cops are surrounding him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is
1: what is going on there? I mean, because it's so short. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I, so maybe there's a legitimate
0: reason. Well, but he's he has a knife in his hand.
1: But the, um, Mike, there's like an army. It's like a firing squad.
0: Yeah. So there's a knife in his hand. There is also he stabbed somebody who they were down the street. Um, doing like resuscitation and getting into an ambulance and stuff. So the guy's dangerous. The guy probably has some mental health issues. Like I am not here to defend this guy and say he's a nice guy and deserves to be like they shouldn't be bringing him out to dinner, right? Like they needed to get this guy off the street. I, I get that 100%. But there are like 20 police officers surrounding him in a half circle. He's up against a wall and he tries to walk away um and that's when uh one of the officers put himself in front of the guy the path of the guy was walking in so he like intentionally got in front of him the guy kept walking and that's when they all started shooting um i actually think this is a really good uh a conversation probably could have. like if police had tasers in san francisco he would have been tased and all of this would have been done
1: They don't have tasers in San Francisco? I know Uh -uh. they shot him with rubber bullets, but they don't have tasers? No. uh Uh-uh. So,
0: um, the the victim-
1: While you were telling the story, I had three solutions in my head. While you were telling the story, which was, you know they have that riot gear with the shields. There were about a thousand cops. Okay? Yeah. Why couldn't they use those?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I agree. Here's another
1: one. Here's another one. Why don't they have? I mean, someone should invent this. Like you know, like when Batman would put a net on somebody. Uh huh. He's just, a, just... Well, Yeah, shoot a net at him. <sighs> which look, I'm not saying that would like stop him forever, but it would tangle him up enough where then they could go and subdue him.
0: Yeah, I agree. Or pepper spray, right? Yeah, all of those are good
1: or why don't they get the phantom zone from superman like a mirror that just fl- flips through space and put him and put him in that and shoot him around the universe uh
0: San Francisco Police Department is defending this saying they did what they had to do um there are two videos of it the most famous one at this point is but you could see the guy very clearly up against the wall with a semicircle of cops surrounding him and he just tries to walk out of it and that's when he gets shot and there's another one from a Muni stop a good Um, maybe, I'm really bad. I I was just going to say a yard away, but I have no, how, wait, is a yard a yardstick? Is that? Yes. It's three, it's three feet. (laughs) Oh, this is, I mean, this is probably 20 feet away. So it's way more than a yard. It's like seven Uh, (laughs) yards, maybe? (laughs) Seven yards away, uh, from another angle. Um, it's just disgusting. I mean, this video, like we've seen this type of video before, um, it's that's pretty much the story, but really, like stun guns would have solved all of this. Uh The end.
1: Yeah, I feel there's like a He only had a knife, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it's so dumb.
0: And he he's clearly I don't want to say like mentally disturbed or like there's not I don't I don't know that he has mental illness or something, but like he just stabbed somebody. Like he was a bad guy, but like and had to be taken off the street. And I feel bad for like I mean the cops did what they felt that like they had to do I guess.
1: Yeah, but for those of you who haven't seen the video, there are so many cops there. I mean yeah. so ma- I mean, if you haven't seen the video, think of what you think a lot of cops are and it's still more than that.
0: Yeah. And so I, I don't know what they
1: were afraid of.
0: Um this kind of also goes back to like all I mean, police all of these kind of police situ- not all of, a lot of these police police situations we see like they're not good, not always like good people doing, you know, community service out there that they're shooting. Like there are people that probably like they're in situations that they need to be detained or whatever, but it's not the cop's job to decide suddenly like, well, for that infraction like this, your sentence is death. And you know what I mean? Like we have a process that's supposed to take care of this and it's just gross that this keeps happening. Um. So I was surprised you picked that story because it just felt like such a counter. Well, because I, I do want to do
1: mention it. something about the tragic events of the San Bernardino sure. shooting event, which was Betty Batance was so riled up by this shooting.
0: Yeah. Well, close she re- to her home.
1: Yeah, close to her home. She already had conspiracies going with all her cousins. Uh-huh. Supposedly, um, one of her cousins was walking her granddaughter around. And, uh, saw a neighbor who said, happy Thanksgiving and a a Middle Eastern neighbor, by the way. Uh And, uh, this is the day before Thanksgiving. And, uh, my mom's cousin said happy Thanksgiving. And he said to her, no, no. Then he said, as he walked in the house, nine days to paradise. Okay. Okay. My mom was going to call the FBI with his information. Okay. (laughs) Even though this was six days away from when the event happened, (laughs) But she doesn't call with that. Then. Uh-huh. Another cousin called. I hesitate saying this because I think a cousin that I know would, would say something, listens, but.
0: Don't say anything, Roxanne.
1: No, and Roxanne doesn't know these people. Uh
0: Don't say <sighs> it if
1: you do. I can't. Animation. I'll tell you off the air. I'll t- <laughs> so, what, what bums me out is it's so funny it was maybe one of the funniest things i heard all week my brother and i were telling jokes i can't wait to tell you off the air you know what why don't we do this let's record it after the show i'll tell the story and if you're one of the big fans you can email us and i'll just put the little excerpt out on dropbox and i'll I'll email that right
0: now you can excerpt that but you can still get any reaction okay all right people will be like oh i have to hear this
1: yeah, that's a good idea, actually.
0: <laughs> so uh... Fun- I, what's funny is I was in L.A. when the event was happening. Yeah, you and- weren't far from it either. Yeah, and um, the a woman who was sitting near me uh, in the-, the the beginning of the day I – w- I was in like this cubicle area and I was the- – a woman over my shoulder was kind of like – Uh, getting cell phone calls and I was, I could hear everything and her daughter works for the County and they had the County buildings on lockdown. Um, so she's taking phone calls from her daughter who's in the lockdown. Right. And -hmm. she's like, I could hear everything. She's like, Oh my God, a bomb threat. Oh my God. What? Like, yeah, logical thing. If your daughter's locked down and this is happening, all logical stuff. Right. And then she's like, okay, hold on one second. And you hear her click over and she's like, Hello yeah, what's going on? And I'm thinking like, oh, it's someone else, like her her life. And she's like, well, can you get me the tuna? And... <laughs> <laughs> Does she know Betty Her side stories were like, She didn't even, like, care about any – she kept taking multiple phone calls, but she wasn't even, like, on the other phone calls, like, my daughter's on lockdown and everything. She was just, like, okay, you know, day-to-day, taking care of business, and then when the daughter would call, she'd talk to her and be, like, really dramatic. It was interesting (laughs) to hear that side of the conversation.
1: It is really weird when national news happens like that for – All right. Here are my two, uh, news stories. You, uh, you tell me which one you want. Okay. First one. Some jerk stole a toddler's wheelchair. Some hero replaced it. Okay. Okay. Or, or, gay porn boss accused of leaving Airbnb rental, quote, covered in semen. He releases a video of, quote, sex dungeon.
0: Gay porn or... You know what? We've done a lot of porn lately. Why don't we go with the wheelchair?
1: Wow. Shocking choices all around. All right. Last weekend, someone stole a special wheelchair that belonged to four-year-old Milagros Perez. Milagros was born without legs and with a number of health problems. And... (laughs)
0: Including a heart funny? condition. Why, why is that funny?
1: <laughs> because it's just, it's not, the story itself isn't funny. I'm laughing because that was, the, these are the stark different. I'm t- one about a room covered in semen. And then I'm like, okay, we're not going to do that. Uh, she was born without legs <laughs> and with a number of health problems, including a heart condition. She was not expected to survive. Her name, which means miracle in Spanish, was chosen by her parents because she did survive. Milagros uses a special wheelchair to get to school. It was custom-built to help the girl's posture. Her family typically stored the wheelchair in a common area at their apartment in the 400 block of South Flower Street in Santa Ana. But the chair disappeared sometime between 10 p.m. Saturday night and 8 a.m. Sunday morning. The family searched for the chair at local pawn shops, but when nothing turned up, they reported the theft to the police on Tuesday. Soon, after the news of the theft broke, Joyce Brandman stepped in to replace it. Brandman had seen Milagrosa's story and donated $10,000 to the Sol Brandman Foundation, which the family in turn used to buy their daughter a new wheelchair. Hmm. Update, 12 p.m. The wheelchair has been returned. Oh. Um The dad got home this morning. It was clean and put in a plastic bag in front of the house. Bertagna said they don't know who brought the chair back, but that police were investigating this morning. Interesting. My question to you. Do you think they should be able to keep both chairs?
0: Well, did they get a new chair or he just donated? Yeah, they got a new chair. Oh. Well, I guess it's up to – do you think it's up to the um, Brandman guy? Oh yeah, Uh um, I think yeah. I don't know what did they do like, for a ten thousand dollar chair. It's very specialized. I would imagine like it's not like oh we could sell this chair to the other girl with no legs. You know what and I mean? No like arms They milagros. It's very specialized to probably her shape and that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> but what were they gonna do
1: with the special? Like why would we be like ugh? I need to get this chair, this electric chair.
0: Maybe they, it's someone who just needed money. Don't you hear people stealing stuff that's really of no value that they think they could probably resale or something? Hmm. Maybe. But, like, they must have heard about this on the news because why would you return it? Because at a certain point... And
1: cleaned in a plastic bag.
0: Yeah. At a certain point, I'm, like, thinking... So, a good example, I, lo- I lost my, like dexcom receiver my uh, continuous glucose monitor when i was in la mm-hmm. and i know i dropped it at the airport somewhere and someone picked it up and they didn't turn it into security because they probably put it in a pocket or a backpack and they're like i'm gonna i just found some sort of technology and when they get home they're gonna realize like oh, this isn't an mp3 player or anything of use to me i can't even sell it yeah. so they'll just throw it away you know what i mean so like when this wheelchair thief finally figured out, oh, this isn't worth anything to me, why didn't they just get rid of it?
1: When I was in college. Yeah. When I was in college, um, friend of the show Paul was going to USC, mm-hmm. which is in a very, very, very bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And friend of the show Paul, I'm going to give him this, loves musicals. Loves yeah. them. He loves musicals. Okay. okay. And he had like, because at the time of CDs, Mike, the biggest fucking collection <laughs> of CDs you ever seen. Like, it was like one of like the biggest, like, you know that he used to have those like CD wallets? Yeah. It was one of like the size of like, it was like the, the thickness of two phone books uh, and like as wide as two phone books put together. It was like gigantic, gigantic, yeah. right? He had it in his car. Someone, it was packed, it was full of CDs, full of Broadway musicals, right? Someone by the school broke in and stole the CD wallet. Oh, my God. Paul was so upset. And I was actually secretly amused because I was like, how bummed are these guys when they get home and they're like, oh, man, I'm going to see what CDs I got. And I was like, oh, wait, what? High button shoes. <laughs> the Argentina cast of Evita. Wait, there are, there's 11 different versions of Evita in this book. Yeah. Showboat. Uh-huh. <laughs> the 1996 revival. Mm-hmm. You know? That's funny. Bat Boy the Musical. i never even heard of that one. Did you watch The Wiz? I did watch The Wiz. What, what were your you thoughts?
0: Think? I liked it. I,
1: these, I will say... Go ahead.
0: These NBC things are missing an audience, So, Like, there's something just awkward. Yes. yes. Like, yes. I need a laugh track or applause yes. every once in a while or something yes. that just feels weird, but... You know that might actually would solve the problem I had
1: with the Wiz. I had one small problem with it. Okay, first of all, I think we'll agree it's the best of the three. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Peter Pan was a joke.
0: I didn't even watch it, so
1: yeah. But the one thing I was thinking there in the Wiz, I I will say, I only watched the first forty-five minutes or so. Oh. But the one thing I will say about the Wiz was I was like, ah, they're lacking charisma. A lot of these people are. And now I didn't get to see Uzo Adubo and uh, you know other people, but
0: um did you get to mary j blige
1: no no that's
0: my favorite song in the show
1: a lot of them were lacking charisma yeah and i was like that's the one thing they're really on point but it just just didn't feel right but i bet you though if they had an audience they would get that energy
0: yeah and i think just a little quirky you know smile or something and then a laugh that happens from an audience would make you think they had more charisma, but then also the energy from an audience might make them more charismatic.
1: Yeah, no, no, what... you're right. I think the, I think the latter is true.
0: Yeah, I think they're both uh, true.
1: We're gonna get a tweet from Scott the Seder now.
0: Maybe, Scott. By the way, I'm thinking of you, and also my friend um, Taylor the Latte Boy just had a birthday. Thinking of him too. Oh,
1: do you know about my Taylor the Latte Boy story?
0: No. <laughs> so. <laughs> Does it have to do with him spitting food on someone? No. No. Oh. So when friend of the Joe,
1: uh, Daniel, was in town, uh-huh. we uh, took him with to see Paul, who we had met before, and we did a tour of the Disney lot. Uh-huh. Okay. And we went to the company store. And the company store on the lot is mostly a Disney store. However... In the back, in the bath, there's a a, a a a nice size room, but a, a smaller room that sells only products you can get on the lot. You can only get them on the lot, okay? Okay. So I call uh Taylor. I know he's a big Disney fan. I go, hey, do you do you want anything? he goes, no, it's okay. You don't have to get me anything. I'm like, okay. So then we're in that back room, and Daniel says, oh look. They have, uh, these Turvis Tumblers. And I don't know if you, if you know, Taylor loves Turvis Tumblers. Whoa, that's like a tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, Taylor loves Turvis Tumblers. Uh huh. Okay. He goes, I go, you know what? I'm going to surprise him and I'm going to get that Turvis Tumbler for him. Right. And I'm going to mail it to him. So I text Taylor. I go, listen, what's your uh, mailing address? He goes, Oh no, what did you do? I go, you're going to be really excited. I'm gonna. It's a surprise, though. Well, then we get out of the car. I buy the thing. We leave, and then Daniel goes. Oh, it's not a Turbist tumbler.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, it's just it's just a regular cup. I go, what? He goes, yeah. I looked it up. It's it's not a Turbist tumbler. And so then I just totally forgot to mail it. (laughs)
0: Right,
1: Mike. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. I'm literally looking at it right now. Yeah. So about a week ago, he, he texted me. He goes, ah, it's not a big deal, but did you ever mail that thing What you an awkward about?
0: situation you've put him in because he wants you to know he didn't get it. But he doesn't also at the same time want to be like, hey, sucker, where's the thing you said you were going to get Yeah, him? you promised me this Disney thing. Yeah. He's probably
1: like, he, was like, he just wants I to even, know
0: that it never came. Just when it
1: was a turvis tumbler too, I said, listen, this is so special. I want you to open it on the show. Uh-huh. Don't even look at it. Open it on the show, and you're like, okay, right? Yeah. But then when I realized it wasn't a Turvis Tumblr, I was like, I lost interest. So, I'm, but I promise, I promise. If I even have it on my to do list. It's to tomorrow. I'm first thing tomorrow taking it to mail it. So, well, have
0: you already told them it's of uh, not Turvis Tumblr? Yeah, yeah, I told them. So
1: he knows. I told him what it was. was. I go, let oh. me get, let me let you off the hook, and then I'm going to tell you something too. He goes, oh. You don't have okay. to mail it. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Essentially, yes. <laughs> so now it makes me with Ganas want to mail it to him. Yeah. Like, now I want to be like, oh, well, now I'm going to mail it to you because now you don't want it. Yeah. Right? Or are you are
0: can it s- stuff it with cash and then take a picture of it and be like, fine, I won't mail you this. And it's like a cup full of cash.
1: <laughs> you know, what's funny is, I'm going to say, Tervis Tumblr, mail it. I forgot what we was going So
0: next week, one of yeah. the things you'll be doing is mailing that. What else? Well, I'm, mailing, I'm mailing it. T- <laughs> I'm mailing
1: it tomorrow. I promise you. and I'm going to do it priority mail. He'll have it by the end of the week. Okay. Um. What else am I doing? I don't know. I, I don't have my trailer open up in front of me. What am I doing?
0: Your house sitting, your funeral. Oh, room, yeah. A friend Rick of the
1: show. You're going to be jealous. friend of the show, Paul and his boyfriend, John, <gasps> are going to New York for uh-huh. the weekend. And they have tickets to the show Hamilton. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be house-sitting for them. Cool. Uh, that'll be great. What else am I doing?
0: Uh, funeral? Oh. <laughs> so
1: uh, I've been writing something about the cemetery, the oldest cemetery in L.A. called Evergreen. Mm-hmm. And once a year, they do uh, a funeral for all the unclaimed bodies oh, uh, from a few years ago. Huh?
0: That's kind of um, morbid. Yeah. So on
1: Wednesday, I'm going to go to that funeral for, uh, to honor those people who yeah. no one claim their bodies.
0: Is it a very well-attended event normally? I don't know. I'll find out. Oh, you've it's, never been?
1: I've never been. It's yeah. sad because I kind of don't want to go. But I'm yeah. like, oh, it would be a good story for the when show. When I
0: used to work with your mother, they would do something kind of like that. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, no.
1: That makes sense because I told her I was going to do this and she could not have cared less. Yeah.
0: Once I a month mu- – She changed what- the subject. I think once a month, maybe it was once a year, they would have a ceremony, like a, a a funeral, basically, for all the people that died, and it was just for the staff members to go to. So oh, Joe's mom really? worked in nursing homes. I worked for her for a little period, and my it, mom would go. Um, I think pretty much everyone went. It was like anyone who could go would go, and it was basically like to remember all of the people that died in the year to help you kind of stay sane because. When you work in a nursing home, your favorites are there. When you leave at night, and sometimes gone in the morning, so huh. it was weird. Um, and then you're also doing Rick and Morty, both of them. You're gonna have
1: oh, a uh, Rick and Morty, a show that uh, future boyfriend of the show Cameron uh, has been begging me to see. So I'm buying it on Amazon. I'm binging it, and then they're doing a live performance of Rick and Morty on Friday at the CineFamily Family in Hollywood. And uh, boyfriend, well, future boyfriend of the show Cameron and I are going to attend that on Friday. Awesome.
0: What are you doing? Cool. Well, I am uh, going to Fresno for a week. Um, I go Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
1: They really send you the worst. Pomona oh, yeah. and Fresno. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm going to be in Fresno for a week, and uh, I am also trying to think of what else is going on. Maybe that's it. Hanging out. Um, friend of the show, Tim Pearson, Tim from Alaska, is going to be in town um, and that's on my – I'm going to do Dim Sum with him and his other half. Um I don't know what day that is though, but that's coming up. Um, did I'm Friends also-
1: of the Show Tom and Terry hit you up?
0: No, they didn't. What's oh, weird- they were in San Francisco. I know. Now they- I know. Last time they were here, they did. But what's weird is a couple weeks ago, uh, Tom messaged me and he's like, hey, I'm going to be in town pretty soon and we'll have to hang out. And then I said, yay. And – That was the end of it. I'll be honest. I brought it up with him. He was like, "Mm." what a jerk. (laughs) No, he didn't. (laughs) Um, And then I know. And then um, I'm also going to go see Chris, uh, the Christmas story musical um, pretty soon. That's touring. And we're going to stop in and see that. Steve and I, I'm forcing him to see it, even though he's never seen the movie. So he'll probably hate it.
1: Cool. why hasn't he seen the movie? That's a good movie.
0: Yeah, he just has never seen it. I don't know. I Listen, this is the same guy who I just made watch The Birdcage for the first time. What did he think of The Birdcage? He was like, it's okay. You
1: know what it is? There are some movies that if you don't watch at that time and they're not a part of your yeah. cultural diet. You, a friend of the show, Melissa McQueen, I was shocked by this, had not seen the movie Ghostbusters. Whoa. Yeah, so I made her watch it, and she was like,
0: well joe it's very similar to how we've talked about disneyland like that snow white ride is something special to me and will always be but if someone who's never been on snow white goes on it today they're like uh that was pretty disgusting and dusty and lame and you know what i mean like there's nostalgia certainly involved in it because it was cool when i first saw it but maybe it's not anymore but it still is cool to me Mm -hmm. um cool well nice catching up with you joe Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at five one zero two three nine seven seven nine eight.
1: Um, yeah,
0: I mean, it, um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, um. Uh, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.